listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's been a long time since he was supposedly the leader to be the MVP, meaning we don't know what would have happened that year. That was his second year. That was 2017. And in the time since, in 18 and 19, Carson Wentz was good. And I think, in a way, I would make the case he's better than people remember. Because there was a sense even then that he wasn't at that MVP level. So, rookie year in 16. And let's just look at QBR. QBR is a good stat. It's maybe the best single number. It's 1 to 100. 50s average. Pretty simple, right? Carson Wentz's rookie year, 2016, had a 47. That meant he was slightly below average. Okay, rookie quarterbacks, we don't judge too harshly that first year. 2017, that's the year. That's the mythical year. And his QBR was 78. That is excellent. Excellent. Okay. In 2018, 62. 2019, 62. Now, 62 sounds like 62%. That's better than average, but not great. Let's see where he ranked in the NFL. In 2018, he was number 12 in QBR. In 2019, he was number 11. So, the story up till last year was pretty simple. Rocky, but average rookie year. Surged like a rocket, Carson Wentz, in his second year, and was number one in QBR. It's amazing. Then he had two more years before last year, in which he was number 12 and number 11. 16 is average, so a little better than average. Last year, Carson Wentz was number 28. Kind of guy that you trade and maybe don't even get anything back. (laughs) They actually, with that jumbo contract. So, Jonas, when you say Carson Wentz optimistic, cautiously, he could become back what he was, are you still hoping reasonably for what happened all the way back in 2017? Or are you hoping for the guy that was number 11 and number 12 in the prior two years? Uh, so, Jonas might have had a little technical difficulty, because, but I believe that that is the key, is the idea of if you're hoping for 17, I think it's almost, uh, you know, you might as well hope for the Easter Bunny, right? If you're hoping for a number 11, number 12 quarterback, maybe that's reasonable. Jonas. And I think he's somewhere in the middle. So I don't believe that he's the 2017 guy. I think a lot of things went the right way for him outside of the injury late. But I don't think he's as bad as he was a year ago. So if somewhere in the middle puts him at number 11 and number 12, at least a top 12 to top 15 quarterback in the NFL, if you're Indianapolis, that's where the cautiously optimistic part comes in to where with that defense, the surrounding pieces, you can win a bunch of games with him. And can, maybe you win a Super Bowl? can you win a Super Bowl? with that quarterback. You can win him if uh, his backup has to come in and play. That's where you can win. <laughs> but we've seen that. So but... Nick Foles is the next slot <laughs> right. for the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, that is the question. Because if we do look at the psychic twin, perhaps, or, or we'll say a spiritual twin, Jared Goff, they went number one and number two, that draft in 16. Goff, I think it's fair to say... Well, he certainly was better than Wentz last year. Yeah. So, in, in one hand, if you're saying who's more valuable, Goff or Wentz, they're both you know, about the same age, 
you would say, well, if we go by the last three years or whatever, we'd give it to Wentz. Maybe by a smidge, though, because remember, Goff took him to a Super Bowl not that long ago. Last year, though, Goff is the clear leader. The fact that Goff was traded and their contracts were similar. If anything, Wentz's contract is more. So remember, the Goff deal to the Lions involved a number one pick, as I said, almost like a coffee cake that you give your little eight year old to send him to the neighbor's house. You know the neighbors love coffee cake, so they're going to look and say, oh, I've got to watch Johnny again. But they brought cake. Okay, come in, Johnny. That equation is the equation the Rams, they, they gave him a number one pick to carry in and get taken in by the Lions. But that wasn't the Rams getting a number two, a number three, a conditional number, whatever. It was the Rams giving something in addition to Goff. Wentz got something back. And to me, the Colts overpaid. Whatever could happen down the road, based on the reality today, meaning one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year was Wentz. Just, that's just statistically a fact. It's also a fact that the two years before that, he was slightly above average. So if you have two slightly above average years and a horrible year that's the most recent, that quarterback is worth something if he has, doesn't have a contract. So let's look at Marcus Mariota. He didn't have a contract. The Raiders said, We'll take you in, buddy, and we'll pay you $10 million, which is a good bit. But right now, and McKenzie and research, I don't have this right in front of me. I'll get it on the break. Wentz's contract, if I remember correct, was what, $34 million? That's right. $34 million. I mean, we're talking about Dak turning down. What, 33, 34? Meaning it's the range we're talking about with Dak is what yeah. Wentz already assigned. And Dak is clear. We can debate Dak. Is he number five? Is he number nine? No one really thinks he's out of the top 10. Wentz and Dak, it's not a debate anymore. But their contract is comparable, or at least what Dak is going for. That means Wentz's contract is horrible. And it's. Wentz's is so much more expensive than Goff, because Goff is, what, about 24, 25? 27, yeah. 27, yeah. So, uh, you didn't hear McKenzie because he didn't press the mic. Is 27 million for Goff versus 34. So, it's like for Wentz. So, Goff and Wentz are a debate who's better right now. What we know is Goff was better last year. What we know is Wentz is probably better over the last three years. Now, don't you weigh the most recent year? If you look at Big Ben, you're judging him by this year because you know he's getting older, right? It's, e it's easier with an older quarterback. But if you look at Goff's QBR the last three years, it was 10, 22, and 23. So you add that up, that's up 40, that adds up to 55. So over three years, he had 55 QBR you know, ranking points. If you look at Wentz, it's going to be 30. He has 51. So, 51 versus 55 over three years means they're about even. And by the way, Wentz had a horrible most recent year. That evens it up at best. 
So now it's fair to say, and let me ask you if you agree with this, Jonas, it's fair to say Goff and Wentz are about the same statistical quarterback. We can dream on, well, he was the number two pick or whatever. But, well, I guess Goff was the number one. So that's comparable too. So what would make you like Wentz? And I'm not even saying you do, but who do you like better, Wentz or Goff, if they were the same price? And why? I like... Jeez. It's a tough one, isn't it? it, It's really tough. Um, And the fact that they were drafted side by side makes it even more, uh, more of an interesting conversation. I would probably trust Goff. One, because I don't have any of the character issues that came with Carson Wentz because there was a lot of conversation that came out of Philadelphia, not just one instance, but several. Yep. And also, issues. yeah, and also the injury factor. I mean, look, mm-hmm. yeah, he got, him to, he got him to a playoff game, but he got knocked out of that playoff game. And we can call it a dirty hit on Clowney all we want, but the fact of the matter is he still didn't finish the season with his team yet another year in a row. And, and I just, to me, that would tilt the favor uh, in me in favor of Jared Goff. And if you even just think about what we saw most recently, we hear that Goff is um, sensitive. He's a little fragile mentally, right? That's the, what you hear. Yeah. Goff, Goff got benched in a way that was shocking. In a little bit into that game, he has to come in and leads him to a victory. Yeah. With a hurt hand. Then the next week, playing in Lambeau, still with a pin in his hand, obviously, or stump, he plays pretty darn well. Look at the stats. Goff played pretty well in that game. On the other hand, you have Wentz planting stories, at least allegedly in the press, and trying to, in a way, go against Hurts. And then, somehow, he lets Peterson walk out the door, because at the time, that was framed as the organization, Philly, choosing Went over Peterson, right? We've talked about it for 10 minutes. But then he's still saying, oh, by the way, I know you got rid of the guy I don't like, but I still want to leave. It's like, boy, if anything, golf looks a lot better in the last six weeks. Would you agree with that? Uh, I 100% agree. So, statistically about even... Last six weeks, better for golf. The last season, much better for golf statistically. And contract-wise, Carson Wentz has three seasons remaining, and last year he cost about $35 million. Jared Goff has two seasons remaining, and he costs about $28 million. So, Goff is cheaper. There's one less year. He looked better more recently. But somehow, the Rams had to pay a number one for someone to take Goff, and the Rams are getting, or in this case, Philly's getting back a three and a minimum a two and maybe a one. If anything, this is Philadelphia pulling one on the Colts. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is a very tepid reaction. So, the consensus odds, and what we do is a shopped consensus. Now, what does that mean? It means that we assume an average batter who's ambitious about winning will have three outs. And kind of one of the basics of betting, and about half our audience doesn't even bet. They just want to know more than their buddies, and Vegas can help them with that. But if you bet, and you only have one out, one place to bet, you're, you're, it's tough. right? It's tough to win. If you got three, you're usually going to get the best number. Now, some people, Fezzik has 29. (laughs) 
it's hard. That's a full-time job, just keeping the outs. Three's a good number. So, we shop at three, and we say, what's the best number you could get if you have three outs? The best number prior to the trade was the Colts at 28-1, to winning the Super Bowl. Now, the Colts are 25-1. to You may say, RJ, why is Tennessee celebrating if somehow the Colts' odds got better? Here's the thing. They understand certain people. I'll call them Freddie Fanny Pack. The kind of guy in Vegas that walks down Fremont Street, got a big fanny pack. He, like, there's, you can hear him going dum de dum as he's walking. That guy is rushing in to bet the Colts. Oh, they got Carson Wentz. He was good once. I'm going to make a prediction, Jonas. A month from today, the Colts' odds are worse than 28 to 1. They'll lower him just a little bit to get Freddie in to bet at a bad number, and then they'll bring him back. That's my prediction. But any, either way, it's such a modest move. Let's compare it to Stafford. Right? Mackenzie, grab the pre-Stafford and the uh, trade for the Rams, their odds, and the post. I got it. All right, hit me with that. So it was 20 to 1 before the trade, upgraded to 15 to 1 after the trade. And now I'm hearing 10 to 1 in certain spots. It's kept moving, right? Yeah, I've seen as low as 11 to 1. Yep. So, in general, if we look at a month horizon or a little less with Stafford, 20 to 1 to about, let's say, 12 to 1. Now, not only is that eight you know, units in a way, but it's almost cutting them in half, right? You're getting either 20 or you're getting 12. A little. Here, we're talking 28 to 25, and we haven't even seen the boomerang yet. As a better, Jonas, a recreational better, do you find the Colts attractive at that number? Well, I mean, if I liked the Colts based on – see, because that would be the opposite of what I thought, which is what makes this interesting. I would assume that it would continue to go down or that there would be a movement down and that more money would come in and it would go down. But if I did like – you're telling me if I liked Indianapolis, should I wait on this? If, if well, I like – yeah, now that's you're making a bet then in a way because you're saying I believe this first move is about general enthusiasm in the moment, right? You always get excited in the moment. Right. Then there's that next morning, right? The cold, harsh light of the next morning. I think it's going to be negative. That's what you'd have to decide, right? With the Rams, it's been positive and it's been positive on top of positive, right? So it's kept moving. Right. I would say this. And a lot of people might think, wait a minute, you're saying the Colts are worse with Carson Wentz? No. I'm saying what we know for sure is the Colts weren't going to go in without a quarterback. So the given in their odds before this trade was they were going to add someone. The Colts have massive um, spending power because they're so far under the cap. If I'm not mistaken, they're like the second. I know uh, the Jags are number one, yeah. and then the Patriots and the Colts are, I think, the top three right now. That's right. When it comes to money to spend, so the given was the Colts were going to bring in, you know, replace Philip Rivers effectively, right? The question is, is Carson Wentz better than you would have hoped to replace him if you're a Colts fan? Worse or the same? And what I'm going to pose to you, Jonas, is the following question. Who could be worse? Like, if they were going to get a quarterback, who could be worse than Carson Wentz? Meaning that the likelihood of what they're going to play like next year, whose likelihood would have been worse? Sam Darnold? Except no one thinks Sam Darnold is going to be the first choice of a team to start, maybe a backup. Who could have been worse amongst the quarterbacks available? Oh, geez. Maybe... Mariota slightly. Mm. 
Like that, I would he, say that's this. The next, that's the next tier of guys that would be. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I would say this. If you wanted to win a Super Bowl, and that's the question, are we looking to have an, a 10-6 and six season, or are you looking to win a Super Bowl? Because the Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They made the playoffs this year, and still they got rid of Goff, having to spend so much more to do so. Why? Because they didn't think Goff could win a Super Bowl for him. I think Wentz, maybe it's a 20-to-1 shot. He could get back to 2017. You've seen him do it. In theory, it's in him still. Though, it's remember, that injury supposedly really took something out of him, you know, athleticism-wise. I don't think Mariota has that in him. But I would make the case Mariota is going to get to average more consistently than Wentz. Meaning last year, we never saw Mariota have a bad year like Wentz did last year, right? Right. Yeah, and I just see here's here when I look at this for Indianapolis, this is really risky just in the sense that if you feel like your window to win is now, man, you're gambling on a guy who's shown mm-hmm. you he can fall apart physically and mentally and can't deal with this. One of the things that I heard from Adam Kaplan, who's a contributor on Fox Sports Radio, but he's been covering the Eagles for years and years in the Philadelphia area, and he told us over the weekend that Carson Wentz didn't like the idea of having to compete for his job in Philadelphia. Yep. And that, to me, is one of the most damning things you can say about an athlete, that they don't they don't want to compete. They feel like they shouldn't have to. That, to me, would, would set off uh, an alert that, hey, man, there's something more going on here than with, than with just his, his physicality and, and where his body is at physically. And you could say another red flag associated with what you're saying is just a general uh, detachment, it seems, from his teammates. At least yeah. the reporting was yeah. that, that uh, Foles was much better at that and that, that, that Hurts is really good at that, is what they're saying. He's a team builder type. Yeah. Now, here's the catch-22, though. So, I see your point exactly, which is we know it's like a golfer that can golf great if there's no wind, but if it's five miles an hour, he can't golf. It's like, well, golf involves playing outside, probably going to be some wind sometimes, thus it's a big problem. Quarterbacks are going to have times that are trying. I tweeted out Super Bowl morning, an article from, oh, I think it was Bleacher Report, no, SB Nation, an article from SB Nation in which the author said, Tom Brady's done. He's old. His days of a difference maker are done. And it was seven years ago. It was that KC game on Monday night, if you remember, yeah. when they got yeah. dominated, like yeah. week five. Yeah. It's like it's been seven freaking years. If Tom Brady would have read that article and went home crying, you know, he wouldn't be Tom Brady. Right. We're having fun with it, but drafting a second round quarterback. Now, listen, first round, you can debate it, right? Like in Green Bay. But a second round quarterback who also has like a slash like where he could have been like a guy that did some fourth down stuff. You know, he could be a receiver. It wasn't like this guy's a prototypical quarterback hurt. So in a way, it's even less egregious because it feels like they could complement each other. Right, but listen. There's another side to this. Aaron Rodgers certainly had a reaction to love, and you know who else had a reaction to a quarterback? Tom Brady. By all or by most accounts, Brady gave an ultimatum about getting Jimmy G out of town. I mean, that's how you've read it, right, Jones? Yeah, he was not. He was not pleased that that Garoppolo was there. 
It and it not. wasn't because he was drafted, because they always drafted quarterback. It was because he was starting to emerge and he was maybe better looking. I mean, it could be a coincidence, <laughs> but it seems that the one guy that Brady wanted out of town was Jimmy G, with the, better, the one guy with the better jawline. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and here's the other thing about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Aaron Rodgers, not only did his team take a quarterback, they moved up to take a quarterback in the first round. And Rodgers responded with one of the best seasons of his career, and he won an MVP. Carson Wentz, all they did was take a quarterback in the second round, and he responded by his worst season of his career. And, 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 to where, and when he got benched, he responded even worse in a way. Yes, yeah. So I just uh, that's the part that, and that's what's going to make this so fun to watch because this could go one of two ways. It could they they could find something in 2017 and bring that magic back possibly, or this could be a complete disaster and the Colts blew it big time. Right out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Here's an important takeaway, the most important probably so far. Repeating this. Vegas, the odds, isn't based upon your current state to the new state. It's not the Colts without Wentz, the the Colts with Wentz. It's the Colts with Wentz compared to what was expected of the Colts come the season. So, for example... If they expected the Colts to have to, let's say they had some horrible third stringer that every the, the owner said, but he's our quarterback because he's my son-in-law, something crazy. Well, if they did trade for Wentz then, you'd be like, woo, celebrate, because the expectations were low, and now you've improved them. With all that cap money, the Colts' expectations should have been better than a reclamation project, Carson Wentz. Better than a guy who was 28th in QBR last year with no physical reason to be that bad. It wasn't like he was beat up or somehow playing on one leg. That's Carson Wentz. Now, maybe there's a mental part of it that could get turned around by Reich in Indy. But boy, oh boy, if you're a Colts fan with a great O-line, with a pretty good defense, a team that almost beat the Bills, almost beat the Bills. Carson Wentz, to me, is a downgrade. And let me ask you one more question, Jonas. Who would you rather have this year, Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers? Oh, Phillip Rivers. I think you're right. I mean, if you look at the numbers, last year, QBR was, uh, as we said, for Wentz was 49 49, and his QBR of Philip Rivers was 62. Yeah. So actually, if you look at the two, we'll call them above average years that Wentz had in 19 and 18, so the year before and the year before the most recent year here, right? He had a 62 and 62 QBR, so both years 62. Well, last year, Philip Rivers was 62. So what we're saying is the Wentz that we're hoping to come back. <laughs> Is as good as Philip Rivers was last year, and yes. he said, "I can't play this game anymore." Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see how that is a good thing for the Colts, and I think we're going to see the market react to that once the, you know, irrational exuberance of the initial trade wears off. There's something about else about this trade that's really vital. I mean, to know. 